And uh, we're going to do a live program here every day. We're going to be doing uh, an edition of Speak My Word. And then come January 1, we're going to welcome back our guest speakers and begin um, 2024 Mega Man Radio Network. So I'm looking forward to that. Hope you have a great weekend out there. And uh, just as you need to feed your body every day, hopefully you feed your body, except when maybe you're fasting. Uh, we need to fear, feed our spirit man. Otherwise, it'd just be like a skeleton. We've got to put some meat on the bones. I'm talking about meat of the Word of God. Also, we need to renew our mind. I know I need mind renewed, living in this sinful world. And we do that through the hearing of God's Word. Of course, uh, the Word of God is a offensive weapon that we can use against the enemy. It's our sword of the Spirit. So we want to keep it sharp and oiled, ready to go at any time. Amen? Put the word in you so that the Holy Spirit of God will have something to quicken. Quicken the word. Bring it to you when you need it. You can speak it. As we're going to speak it today on Speak My Word. Uh, We'll be picking up today in Judges chapter 4. We're going to be reading Matthew 4, Proverbs 16, and some Psalms. Uh, today again is December 16th, 2023. Let's open in prayer. Father Yehovah, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for an opportunity again to speak your word. We invite the Holy Ghost to come and open it up for us. Give us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of your word. Speak to us today, Father God. Write the word on the tables of our heart that we may not sin against thee. Bless everyone that comes out. We plead the blood of Jesus Christ over all of us. Also, in the name of Jesus Jesus Christ, we bind every demonic force that is attacking anyone who is a part of this program. We rebuke the evil spirits and command them to unloose you and me in the mighty name of Jesus and go to where Jesus sends them. Father Yehovah, put a hedge of protection, wall of fire from Zechariah 2 and 5 around all of us and our family. Guide and direct all of our steps. Forgive us of all our sins, known and unknown. Back to the very first thought, word, deed, gesture, and action. We pray right now. In Jesus Christ's name, we bless your holy name, Father Yehovah. Amen. Okay, I'm reading from the King James Bible. I like to read the the authorized King James, also known as the 1769 version. It's been that way for over 300, you do the math, for almost 350 years. I like it. 
Judges chapter 4 And the children of Israel again did evil in the sight of Jehovah, when Ehud was dead. And Jehovah sold them into the hand of Jabin king of Canaan, that reigned in Hazor, the captain of whose host was Sisera, which dwelt in Herosheth of the Gentiles. And the children of Israel cried unto Jehovah, for he had nine hundred chariots of iron, and twenty years he mightily oppressed the children of Israel. That's a lot of chariots. And Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of Lapidoth, she judgeth Israel at that time. Now, I've heard some say that uh, prophets are not for today. Well, they don't know the word of God. They were in the new, in the Old Testament, both prophets and prophetesses. And I make that distinction because that's what the word of God calls them. Uh, there's a lot of ladies that they just want to be called prophets. Well, you're a prophetess, according to the word of God. It's the same thing. It just means you're a lady prophet. And uh, then there's men prophets. Both male and female can be prophets, prophet and prophetess. But they're in the Old Testament, and they're in the New Testament also. We'll read, we'll read at some point where it makes mention of that. The office of prophet is for today, and there are both people who are prophets, and there are also those with a gift of prophecy. Now, you may have the gift of prophecy, but that doesn't make you a prophet. That's an office that God calls people to. Do we call ourselves to that? No. God calls called faithful uh, called chosen faithful? Yeah. Okay. So you can prophesy, but that doesn't make you a prophet. But it is one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Something that would be a great gift to have. Okay, but here we're talking about Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of Lapidoth. She judged Israel at that time, so there were also lady judges. That's pretty cool. And she dwelt under the palm tree of Deborah, between Ramah and Bethel and Mount Ephraim. I bet she was a wise lady. And the children of Israel came up to her for judgment. Now, this was before there were kings, right? This is really how God intended it to be. Judges in the land, but then later, you know, people begin to cry out for a king. They want to be like the heathen nations. And Deborah sent and called Barak, or Barak. Barak. Where have I seen the name before? Okay. <laughs> the son of Abinoam out of Kadesh Naphtali and said unto him hath not Jehovah God of Israel commanded saying go and draw toward Mount Tabor and take with thee ten thousand men of the children of Naphtali and of the children of Zebulun and I will draw unto thee to the river Kishon Sisera the captain of Jabin's army with his chariots and his multitude and I will deliver him into thine hand and Barak 
said unto her, If thou wilt go with me, then I will go. But if thou wilt not go with me, then I will not go. And she said, I will surely go with thee. Notwithstanding, the journey that thou takest shall not be for thine honor. For Yahovah shall sell Sisera into the hand of a woman. And Deborah rose and went with Barak to Kadesh. And Barak called Zebulun and Naphtali to Kadesh. And he went up with 10,000 men at his feet. And Deborah went up with him. That's a good-sized army right there. Now Heber the Kenite, which was the children of Hobab, the father-in-law of Moses. Let me read that one again. Think about this one. Now Heber the Kenite, which was the children of Hobab, the father-in-law of Moses. Okay, so that was Moses' wife's father. Interesting. Hobab. Had severed himself from the Kenites and pitched his tent unto the plain of Zainam, which is by Kedesh. And they showed Sisera that Barak, the son of Abinoam, was gone up to Mount Tabor. And Sisera gathered together all his chariots, even nine hundred chariots of iron, and all the people that were with him, from Herosheth of the Gentiles unto the river Kishon. And Deborah said unto Barak, would it be Barak or Barak? I'm trying to decide here. Barak. I think it's actually Barak. Up, for this is a day in which the Yahovah hath delivered Sisera into thine hand. Is not Yahovah gone out before thee? So Barak went down from Mount Tabor and 10,000 men after him. And Yahovah discomfited Sisera and all his chariots and all his host with the edge of the sword before Barak so that Sisera lighted down off his chariot and fled away on his feet. Let's look up the de- definition of discomfited. Probably means kick some butt. Well, embarrassed. Okay. Whip their tails, you know. Modern vernacular. So that Sisera jumped off his chariot and fled away on his feet. But Barak pursued after the chariots and after the hosts unto Herosheth of the Gentiles. And all the hosts of Sisera fell upon the edge of the sword. And there was not a man left. Halbait, Sisera fled away on his feet to the tent of Jael, the wife of Heber the Kenite. For there was peace between Jabin the king of Hazor and the house of Heber the Kenite. And Jael went out to meet Sisera and said unto him, Turn in, my lord, turn into me, fear not. And when he had turned in unto her into the tent, she covered him with a mantle. And he said unto her, Give me, I pray thee, a little water to drink, for I am thirsty. And she opened up a bottle of milk and gave him drink and covered him. Now he might have survived if he hadn't asked for this milk, but we're going to see what happens now. You've heard the saying, milk doeth the body good? Well, not Sisera. 
Again, he said unto her, Stand in the door of the tent, and it shall be when any man doth come and inquire of thee, and say, Is there any man here? That thou shalt say, No. Then Jael, Heber's wife, took a nail of the tent, and took a hammer in her hand, and went softly unto Sisera, and smote the nail into his temples, and it fastened it into the ground. For he was fast asleep and weary, so he died. Could, oh my goodness, can you imagine that? Put a tent stake right through his head. Good grief. Well, once you get through the cranium, you know, the no problem getting through the brain and out the other side. And he was literally knelt to the ground. For he was fast asleep and weary, so he died. He probably should never drink that milk. And behold, as Barak pursued Sisera, Jael came out to meet him and said unto him, Come, I will show you the man whom thou seekest. I will show thee the man whom thou seekest. And when he came into her tent, behold, Sisera lay dead, and the nail was in his temples. So God subdued on that day Jabin, the, excuse me, the king of Canaan, before the children of Israel. And the hand of the children of Israel prospered, and prevailed against Jabin, the king of Canaan. That's what we want, prosperity, not, not evil. Prevailed against Jabin, the king of Canaan, until they had destroyed Jabin, king of Canaan. All right. Now let's jump to the New Testament. We're going to jump over, continue our reading in Matthew. I'm basically reading a chapter from the Old, from the New, a proverb, and five psalms. That's what I'm doing currently. Matthew chapter 4. Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted forty days and forty nights, he was afterwards hungry. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread this was the devil tempting Jesus but Jesus answered and said it is written man shall not live live by bread alone but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God then the devil taketh Jesus up into the holy city and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple and saith unto him if thou be the son of God Cast thyself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee. And in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. Jesus said unto him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Now Jesus was using the word as a weapon. Same way we got to do it. Again the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. And said unto him, All these things will I give you if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then said Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God. And him only shalt thou serve. 
Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto Jesus. Now when Jesus had heard that John was cast into prison, he departed from Galilee, talking about John the Baptist, and leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum, which is upon the seacoast, in the borders of Zebulon and Nephtalim, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, The land of Zebulon and the land of Nephtalim, by the way of the sea, beyond Jordan and Galilee of the Gentiles. The people which sat in darkness saw great light, and to them which sat in the region, and shadow of death, light is sprung up. From that time Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Look at what he told them to do. He said, Repent. That's the foundation of salvation. We've got to repent of our sins and call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe in our heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead, but is there salvation without repentance? No, we need to repent of our sins. Confess, renounce, and repent. And Jesus, and get water baptized, of course. And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon called Peter, and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And he saith unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And they straightway left their nets and followed Jesus. And going on from there, he saw two other brethren, James the son of Zebedee, and John his brother, and a ship which Zebedee, their father, mending their nets. And he called them. And they immediately left the ship and their father and followed Jesus. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all manners of sickness and all manners of disease among the people. I think that should be the format for church today. Teach, preach the gospel, heal all manner of sickness and disease, cast out devils in Jesus' name. And his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought unto him all sick people that were taken with diverse diseases and torments, and those which were possessed by, with devils, and those which were lunatic, and those that had the palsy. And he healed them. I saw a little boy yesterday, I did a short video on it, named Rafa. Cerebral palsy, age six. His father has to carry him in a pouch on his chest, like a kangaroo baby. His father referred to him as, he's like a baby kangaroo in the pouch. As his dad drives a taxi. He has to take care of him full time and work. Mama has died. Pray for Rafa for his healing. Jesus can do it just might do it and there followed him great multitudes of people from Galilee and from Decapolis and from Jerusalem and from Judea and from beyond Jordan okay 
that's our chapter from New Testament today. Now let's go to Proverbs 16. We're going to do that uh, right after this song. Take a quick break. Come back. And if you're just joining me, welcome aboard to Speak My Word. Saturday edition, December 16th, called Captured Me. I'll never forget, I was um, headed from Las Vegas, from Gainesville, Georgia, where I'd been situated since about 2010. And uh, they came, it's time to move. And my brother Cameron, who was living in Vegas, said, man, I need a roommate. And uh, oh, we got two roommates, but said, you want to come out here? And I thought, man, I need a change. And I turned him down at first, but then a few days later, I thought, heck yeah, this is what I need. So I called him back and said, I'm on my way. And I shut down the um, retail office that I'd been renting since uh, 2010. It was a big space, about 2,000 square feet. Uh, It was my former gun store and offices for Desert Burn Industries from way back in 2005 and uh, I'd shut it down 2008 end up leaving the country came back and was waiting for me nobody had rented it out it was uh, in a strip mall right there on Dawsonville Highway in Gainesville, Georgia smack dab next to a Mexican restaurant NASCAR shop and a pawn shop and it was it was a great location right there on the main thoroughfare and i thought you know who knows i need i need a place to park myself and set up a mega man the podcast and who knows i might open up a gun store again and i need a place to live to tell you the truth so i just come back from costa rica and went to florida for a few months and came back up to atlanta area back in gainesville make a long story longer God had it waiting for me. They had not even removed the marquee from the days I had Omega Man Weaponry up there, the gun store that I, I ran as a hobby. My real business was Desert Burn Hootia. And uh, it was big. It also had a garage area in the back. Had a little side office, which uh, I, I turned into my apartment. It had a bathroom. Just no shower. I had one installed later. And uh, I had this big room all to myself and uh, went in there, painted it some crazy color. (laughs) Uh, Red with black ceiling. It matches Georgia Bulldogs, though, if anybody knows those colors. And, uh, you know, I just got bored with white. Anyway, make a long story longer. Set that office up. Just had a, a single desk in there at first and then Later, some other things came, but pretty much I I had more space than I needed, and it was great. But after about three years there, I said, Dear Lord, help me. Am I going to live here forever? felt like I had passed my uh, duration there that I was supposed to be there, and I, I God launched me there. It was a prophetic word came from Prophet Scott Lathrop in 2000, 2008 Christmas 15 years ago I guess it's been 15 years ago wow 
It was uh, another has launched from Gainesville. You're going to launch there. The other that had launched from Gainesville was none other than Pastor Jensen Franklin. He was five minutes from me, less than that. Big mega church down there. As a young uh, evangelist, he preached uh, my grandfather Weber's church in Northern Virginia one time. I never forget. Him and his, uh, he was newlywed, him and his wife. Well, time came to go, packed everything up, closed that office down, and I got in my truck. And I'm headed out to Las Vegas. It's a great ride. You can go uh, two directions. You can go I-10, and you can do the other one, which is, uh, what is it, I-70? In other words, you can do the uh, the desert route, go through Arizona, New Mexico, I think, some part of Texas, uh, or you can go up there and hit the Colorado route. And they're they're both fun. There's some great places to stop along the way. And uh, I'm going out there, and you know it's about 2,700 miles. It take me about three to four days to get out there, and uh, I'm driving. It's late night, and I start to get drowsy. Never forget it. Almost dozed off, and it was like a, a shot of caffeine for the ears. This song played, Digital Age, captured me, and it it just. Boy, stirred up my spirit. I woke up and I said, oh man, what a great song. I've got to get that one. Played on the program. And I didn't know who the group was. Tried to hum it, remember some of the lyrics, and I wrote them down and I was able to find it. Love that song. That really was an inspiration to me. Woke me up on the road. Got into Vegas. It was a great time. I've lived in a lot of places in America and lived in a few countries overseas, about five. And uh, while I was born in Georgia, spent about 10 years in Virginia, time in Texas, different places, really, I felt most at home in Las Vegas. You say, really? Yeah, I love the Summerlin area. It was a community that was uh, created by the late Howard Hughes, and uh, it's a really nice area. I never spent much time in the Strip. I think I went down there maybe two times. I was there the whole time. Could always see it in the horizon, climbing up the mountain, go get going to get a Dunkin' Donuts coffee every morning. But uh, really loved that place. Uh, it was just something different. Different view, cleaner, laid back, open 24 hours. You go get something to eat any time of the day. Go to a casino and... Uh, see a movie, which I did a lot of, or go bowling. <laughs> um, it was a great time. It really felt like home. And I still have a, a UPS store box over there. Had there about 15 years. That's a place I really enjoyed. Sadly, it's marked for destruction. God's going to hit it one day with a nuke. I digress. How did I get off on there? Well, this song. Just going down memory lane, sometimes it's good to Dust off the cobwebs of your memory. 
but I did enjoy it and I would have remained there but God had other plans and little did I know I'd end up in a place that I didn't even know where it was called Bali, Indonesia left Vegas in 2016 and um, we've been here seven and a half years hard to believe it has its challenges living overseas as an American but one thing I'm thankful for is uh, we're able to put our kids in a Christian school here makes the difference especially in uh, today's educational system in America which is so twisted and perverted okay and they um, they're Christian it's just awesome you know well we're going to go back to the word and we're going to get into Proverbs 16 we've read so far Judges 4 and Matthew 4 Proverbs chapter 16, the preparations of the heart in man and the answer of the tongue is from Yahovah. All the ways of a man are clean in his own eyes, but Yahovah weigheth the spirits. Commit thy works unto Yahovah, and thy thoughts shall be established. That's something we can put to use right now in our everyday lives unsure which direction to go what to do and I find myself there often commit your your works unto Yehovah give it over to him say Lord what you have me to do not my will thy will be done show me what to do guide and direct me there's another verse says, in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths paraphrased that's where we need to get our direction from Yehovah hath made all things for himself yea even the wicked for the day of evil consider that one for a moment everyone that is proud in heart is an abomination to Yehovah though hand joined in hand he shall not be unpunished parallel verses the wicked shall not go unpunished one time I used that in a legal proceeding I had to defend myself had to answer some motions and I would put in a a scripture verse (laughs) in every response and I used that one time and I was referring to uh, some of these attorneys I was fighting okay they didn't like it by the way by mercy and truth iniquity is purged and by the fear of Yehovah men depart from evil in fact I would pray during these legal proceedings I was involved in 20 years ago child custody case and uh, boy I'll tell you forces of hell were trying to destroy me and my son and I would go to the word and ask God for strength and direction he would give me a word and then I would use it in the motion one day I was reading and it said I, I will shoot out lightnings and discomfit them paraphrased put that in there if I'm not mistaken and I mean boy God let them have it it's a terrible thing to fall in the hands of the living God it says by mercy and truth iniquity is purged and by the fear of Yehovah 
men depart from evil. When a man's ways please Yehovah, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. Lay that verse against uh, many people in, in politics and many of the nations of the earth. Their ways aren't pleasing the Lord, according to this, many of them. When a better is a little with righteousness than great revenues without right. A man's heart deviseth his way, but Yahovah directeth his steps. A divine sentence is in the lips of the king. His mouth transgresseth not in judgment. A just weight and balance are Yahovah's. All the weights of the bag are his work. God does not like unjust weights and balances. People that would try to crook you, cheat you. Verse 12, it is an abomination to kings to commit wickedness. For the throne is established by righteousness. And we've seen a lot of wicked kings. It's an abomination. God would judge them. And has judged them. Righteous lips are the delight of kings, and they love him that speaketh right. The wrath of a king is as messengers of death. But a wise man will pacify it. In the light of the king's countenance is life. And his favor is as the cloud of the latter rain. How much better is it to get wisdom than gold, and to get understanding, rather to be chosen than silver? The highway of the upright is to depart from evil. He that keepeth his way preserveth his soul. Pride goeth before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. Better is it to be of a humble spirit with the lowly, than to divide the spoil with the proud. He that handleth the matter wisely shall find good, and whoso trusteth in Yehovah, happy is he. The wise in heart shall be called prudent, and the sweetness of the lips increaseth learning. Understanding is a wellspring of life unto him that hath it, but the instruction of fools is folly. The heart of the wise teacheth his mouth, and addeth learning to his lips. Pleasant words are as a honeycomb, sweet to the soul, and health to the bones. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. He that laboreth, laboreth for himself, for his mouth craveth it of him. An ungodly man diggeth up evil, and his lips, and in his lips there is as a burning fire. A froward man soweth strife. What is someone who is froward? Let's look that definition up. Oh, wait a minute. I misspelled it. I put forward in there. Froward. Uh, difficult to deal with. Contrary. Also means willful and disobedient. If your dog sits when you call her to come and runs away when you tell her to sit, you can say she's froward. Willful, contrary, not easily managed. Okay. 
So a froward man soweth strife, and a whisperer separateth chief friends. A violent man enticeth his neighbor, and leadeth him into the way that is not good. He shutteth his eyes to devise froward things. Moving his lips, he bringeth evil to pass. The hoary head, someone gray here, right, is a crown of glory. If it be found in the way of righteousness, I like to dye my hoary head uh, blonde because that's what I was born in blonde. The Davis family, we uh, started prematurely graying, maybe a curse. Thank God I'm not bald, but I'm okay. If I was bald, I've shaved my hair a number of times. I kind of like it. So if that day ever comes, no worries. But uh, I'm not interested in the George Clooney look. Not right now, at least. When I get 92. Do I hear an amen out there? Any gray-haired ladies? Dye your hair, please. Please. Do you want to look youthful or do you want to look distinguished? Okay, you never know where we may go. I speak my word, but I just have to say it. Who's the dude from um, The Matrix? That great actor, everybody likes him in Hollywood. He's a really nice guy. Um, Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. He's dating or he's married to a lady, solid gray. Now, I'm not trying to offend any gray-haired ladies out there. Please don't take this as an offense because I am gray myself. I have a hoary head. Maybe you have a hoary head. My eyebrows aren't hoary. But my hair is. It could be a mental deficiency, though. Someone said it could be a um, a mineral deficiency of... What was that mineral? What was it? Was it zinc? What was that? I didn't think about that for a minute. I just forgot. But back to Keanu Reeves. Uh, his woman is gray hair doesn't look good because he dyes his hair he's gray too he's got a hoary head but he dyes it black (laughs) hey listen if you want to be gray go for it but I'm not ready to look like I'm 92 and sadly uh, you've got to renew that hair every six weeks just saying just saying now there was a man when I lived in Costa Rica he was an expat like me he was an American foreigner living in Costa Rica and I would see him in the food court not the food court, excuse me. The uh, I would see him in the mall there at uh, Multiplaza, Escazú. And if you're there, the lower level has great Colombian coffee. Sadly, that's just a memory for me because coffee is dead to me. I can't drink it. It's not my friend. But they had some really good coffee and they had some Colombian um, little meat pies there and pastries. And they would serve it in this uh, really beautiful artisan brown ceramic cup with some blue paint. It was, you know, handcrafted cups, and it was really cool. It was really kind of a rustica. And uh, when you knew about that place, you would, you would go over there. We would go to the mall, and so I would. I'd always drop by there and get a cappuccino and a little Colombian what were empanada? There we go, empanada, for 
por la gente que habla en español. ¿Tú sabes que un empanada es? Muy rico. And uh, very good. And there was a guide there. You know, what do expats have to do when they live overseas? Sometimes they just get bored and they go to the mall, hang out, and walk around during the day. And um, there was a guy there. He had to have been about 75. And he looked it. He looked pretty old, but he had his hair dyed jet black, like black number one. <laughs> I think he's probably dead now because this was... Uh, 20 years ago but maybe not maybe he lived to be 120 now I don't know he had white pasty skin and jet black hair sometimes it doesn't look good but just saying people would always say oh I like the distinguished look looks like George Clooney I don't care about George Clooney and then my mom would get angry at me she said I'm your mother you need to dye your hair because I'm to introduce you as my son and I look younger than you. She would remain youthful so she would, you know, usually wear a wig. Oh, she had all kinds of wigs. Do ladies still wigs out there? You ladies out there wear wigs? Just curious. Nothing wrong with a wig. Just saying. But mom liked wigs and she uh, she is youthful to begin with. On the Weber side now, they they live to be about 104. That's my mom's side, the Webbers. My dad, the Davises, they die, die young. They had a generational curse need to be broken. We've broken it, though, so I'm hoping to live old now. Tell them old. But haven't broke that gray curse. Uh, or maybe it's that mineral deficiency. I'm still trying to figure that one out. So your, your hair, if it's a mineral deficiency, could come back. Just saying. But my mom would get angry. Tell me to go down my hair. She didn't want me to be gray-haired, so. At any rate, um, I can do both, but the more I look at myself in the mirror, I don't like gray hair. I'm going blonde again. Okay, just saying. The hoary head, though, is a crown of glory. If it be found in the way of righteousness. Well, wait a minute. There's a uh, There's a condition on that one. What if you're unrighteous and you're gray-haired? That's not good. That's not good. Premature aging, potentially. That's not good. You don't want to be prematurely aging. You're not righteous. Die young. Don't want to do that. He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty. And he that ruleth his spirit than he that taketh a city. <laughs> Finally, the lot is cast into the lap, but the whole disposing thereof is of Yahovah. Again, let me just be clear. I don't want to offend any hoary head people out there because I am hoary head naturally, but just saying, I don't, I'm not ready to be a hoary head person. But if you want to be, more power to you. But I'm just saying, like I told my brother Damon, I said, bro, that gray look is going to have to go. You got some black with some gray stripes in there. Leave that to George Clooney. Go get your hair dyed. And he did, and he looks 20 years younger. Got a tan also. And uh, started to get some sunlight and eating better food. And uh, I said, boy, you look 20 years younger. 
Amazing. 53 is a new 33. Uh, he's 52, rather. So 52 is new 32. Okay, I just did Proverbs 16. Okay. We've got one more book to go to. We're going to do Psalms. Psalm 16. Psalm 16. And the, what I'm doing is I'm just um, taking today's date and reading that as my first chapter in Psalm. And if you want to read five Psalms, what you want, one suggestion is you just take today's date 16th and add 30 to it. So we're going to read Psalm 46 next. Keep adding 30. Read five Psalms. Do that every day. You're through the book of Psalms in a month. Mictam of David. Preserve me, O God, for in thee do I put my trust. O my soul, thou hast said unto Jehovah, Thou art my Lord. My goodness extendeth not to thee, but to the saints that are in the earth, and to the excellent, in whom is all my delight. Their sorrows shall be multiplied that hasten after another God. Their drink offerings of blood will not offer, nor take up their names into my lips. Yahovah is the portion of mine inheritance and of my cup. Thou maintainest my lot. The lines are fallen unto me in pleasant places. Yea, I have a goodly heritage. I will bless Yahovah, who hath given me counsel. My reins also instruct me in the night seasons. I have set Yahovah always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Therefore my heart is glad and my glory rejoiceth. My flesh also shall rest in hope. For thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Thou wilt show me the path of life, and thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Folks, we want to serve the Lord and go to heaven. Who wants to be left in hell? I don't want to go to hell. And then followed by the great white throne judgment, be thrown in the lake of fire. To heck with that. It's time to serve the Lord Jesus. Do I hear an amen? Because this life is short. What does it profit a man to gain the whole world and then lose his soul and end up in hell? Do I hear an amen? Psalm 46. To the chief musician for the sons of Korah, a song upon Alamoth, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Have you ever been in trouble before? I have. You ever been disconcerted? Despairing? Felt hopeless? Don't know which way to go? Well, know that God is our refuge and strength. He's a very present help in trouble. We can go boldly into the throne room of grace and ever-present help in time of need and make our case to the Lord. Ask him to help. In Jesus' name, and he will. Therefore will, we, therefore will not we fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. So much for the flat earthers. 
I told the flat earthers, some of the verses that you're using talks about the earth is fixed in its place. It shall not be moved. It's not be moved by a man. But God can do anything. And he has in the past shaken the earth and it reeled to and fro like a drunken man and the continent split up. Right here it says, Therefore will not we fear, though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried in the midst of the sea. Now he'll do that later down the road. All the mountains can be moved out of their place. Though the waters therefore, excuse me, thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, Selah, there is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God. The holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her, and that right early. The heathen raged. The kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice. The earth melted. Yahovah of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. Come, behold the works of Yahovah. What desolations he hath made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease unto the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow and cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariot in the fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. Yahovah of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. I'll tell you what. No, no greater feeling than knowing that God is with you and on your side. In the midst of adversity. Because you know it's going to be all right. Chapter 76 is where we're going next. That was 46. We're going to 76. Just adding 30. To the chief musician on Neganoth, a psalm or song of Asaph. In Judah is God known. His name is great in Israel. In Salem also is his tabernacle. And his dwelling place in Zion. Why do you want to love Zion? Because that's God's dwelling place. That's where he dwelt. When the Ark of the Covenant was there in the tabernacle. The temple, rather, of Solomon. But he also dwelled there in the tabernacle at Shiloh. Salem also is his tabernacle and his dwelling place at Zion. There break he the arrows of the bow, the shield and the sword, and the battle, Selah. Thou art more glorious and excellent than the mountains of prey. The stout-hearted are spoiled. They have slept their sleep, and none of the men of might have found their hands. At thy rebuke, O God of Jacob, both the chariot and horse are cast into a dead sleep. Though even thou art to be feared, and who may stand in thy sight once thou art angry? Thou didst cause judgment to be heard from heaven. The earth feared, and it was still. When God arose to judgment to save all the meek of the earth, Selah. Surely the wrath of men shall praise thee. The remainder of wrath shall thou restrain. 
Vow and pay unto Yahweh your God. Let all that be around about him bring presents unto him that ought to be feared. He shall cut off the spirit of princes. He is terrible to the kings of the earth. Okay, we're going to read. We've got two more to go. We're going to go to Psalm 106. Praise ye Yehovah. O give thanks unto Yehovah, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Who can utter the mighty acts of Yehovah? Who can show forth all his praise? Blessed are they that keep judgment, and he that doeth righteousness at all times. Remember me, O Yehovah, with the favor that thou bearest unto thy people. O visit me with thy salvation that I may see the good of thy chosen, that I may rejoice in the gladness of thy nation, that I may glory with thine inheritance. We have sinned with our fathers, we have committed iniquity, we have done wickedly. Our fathers understood not thy wonders in Egypt. They remembered not the multitude of thy mercies, but provoked him at the sea, even at the Red Sea. Nevertheless he saved them for his name's sake, that he might make his mighty power to be known. He rebuked the Red Sea also, and it was dried up. So he led them through the depths as through the wilderness. And he saved them from the hand of him that hated them, and redeemed them from the hand of the enemy. And the waters covered their enemies. There was not one of them left. Then believed they his words. They sang his praise. They soon forgot his works. They waited not for his counsel. How many times do we uh, act presumptuously and make big decisions especially and not wait for the Lord after seeking Him and wait for His counsel? We can get some trouble. I've gotten in trouble like that before. They soon forget His works. They waited not for His counsel, but lusted exceedingly in the wilderness and tempted God in the desert. And He gave them their request, but sent leanness into their soul. They envied Moses also in the camp, and Aaron the saint of Jehovah. The earth opened up and swallowed up Dathan, and covered the company of Abiram. And a fire was kindled in their company, the flame burned up the wicked. They made a calf in Horeb, and worshipped the molten image. Thus they changed their glory into the similitude of an ox that eateth grass. They forget God their Saviour which had done great things in Egypt, wondrous works in the land of Ham, and terrible things by the Red Sea. Therefore he said that he would destroy them, had not Moses his chosen stood before him in the breach, to turn away his wrath, lest he should destroy them. Yea, they despised the pleasant land, they believed not his word, but murmured in their tents, and hearkened not unto the voice of Jehovah. Therefore he lifted up his hand against them to overthrow them in the wilderness, to overthrow their seed also among the nations, and to scatter them into the lands, in the lands. They joined themselves also into Baal Peor, and ate the sacrifices of the dead. Thus they provoked him to anger with their inventions, and the plague break in upon them. Then stood up Phineas and executed judgment, so the plague was stayed. And that was counted unto him for righteousness unto all generations forevermore. 
They angered him also at the waters of strife, so that it went ill with Moses for their sakes. Because they provoked his spirit, so that he spake unadvisedly with his lips. We've got to be careful what we say. They did not destroy the nations concerning whom Yahovah commanded them, but were mingled among the heathen and learned their works. They served their idols, which were a snare unto them. Yea, they sacrificed their sons and their daughters unto devils, and shed innocent blood, even the blood of their sons and of their daughters, whom they sacrificed unto the idols of Canaan. And the land was polluted with blood. Our land of America is polluted with blood, with all the sacrifice of children. They may call it abortion, it's human sacrifice. goes on to say, Thus were they defiled with their own works, and went a-whoring with their own inventions. Therefore was the wrath of Jehovah kindled against his people, insomuch that he abhorred his own inheritance. And he gave them into the hand of the heathen, and they that hated them ruled over them. Their enemies also oppressed them, and they were brought into subjection under their land. Many times did he deliver them, but they provoked him with their counsel, and were brought low for their iniquity. Nevertheless, he regarded their affliction when he heard their cry, and he remembered for them his covenant and repented according to the multitude of his mercies. He made them also to be pitied of all those that carried them captives. Save us, O Yahovah, our God, and gather us from among the heathen to give thanks unto thy holy name and to triumph in thy praise. Blessed be Yahovah, God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting, and let all the people say, Amen. Praise ye, Yehovah. Okay, we got one more to go. We're going to Psalm 136. Okay, here we go. O give thanks unto Yehovah, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. O give thanks unto the God of gods, that's a capital G, of the lower G's, the God of gods, for his mercy endureth forever. O give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his mercy endureth forever. To him who also doeth great wonders, for his mercy endureth forever. To him that by wisdom made the heavens, for his mercy endureth forever. To him that stretched out the earth above the waters, for his mercy endureth forever. To him that made great lights, for his mercy endureth forever. The sun to rule by day, for his mercy endureth forever. The moon and the stars to rule by night, for his mercy endureth forever. To him that smote Egypt and their firstborn, for his mercy endure forever. And brought out Israel from among them, for his mercy endureth forever. With a strong hand and with a stretched out arm, for his mercy endureth forever. To him which divided the Red Sea into parts, for his mercy endureth forever. And made Israel to pass through the midst of it, for his mercy endureth forever. 
but overthrew Pharaoh and his host in the Red Sea. For his mercy endureth forever. Him which led his people through the wilderness, for his mercy endureth forever. Him which smote great kings, for his mercy endureth forever. And slew famous kings, for his mercy endureth forever. Sihon, king of the Amorites, for his mercy endureth forever. And Og, the king of Bashan, for his mercy endureth forever. Okay. Sorry, I'm looking something up here. And Og the king of Bashan, for his mercy endureth forever. That was a giant. <clears throat> Excuse me. And gave their land for a heritage, for his mercy endureth forever. Even a heritage unto Israel his servant, for his mercy endureth forever. Who remembered us in our lowest state, for his mercy endureth forever. And hath redeemed us from our enemies, for his mercy endureth forever. Who giveth food to all flesh, for his mercy endureth forever. O give thanks unto the God of heaven, for his mercy endureth forever. Praise the Lord. That's going to conclude our Bible reading. We did uh, Judges 4, Matthew 4, Proverbs 16, and we did five Psalms today. Got our King James Bible workout. Father Yehovah, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for this opportunity you gave us today to speak your word. Seal the word in our spirits. Bless everyone that came out. Father Yehovah, in Jesus' name, guide and direct all of our steps, Father God. Have your way. Open up new doors of opportunity for each person tuning in. Bless everyone, Father, came out. Bless those who have given this program. Keep it alive. In Jesus Christ's mighty name, we pray. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Hey, there's a uh, question asked of me on Facebook with regards to how to get the programs if you don't want to download the Podbean app. Uh, no worries. You can always use that same link that will take you to Podbean app. Omegaman.podbean.com and just use it on your computer. As far as no, you don't need the app if you're doing it from a PC or Mac. And you can go and listen and you can download it. There you are. Let me know if that works. So you don't have to have the app to enjoy these programs. However, if you like apps, you can certainly do that. And then there's about a dozen other platforms that also pick up the feed from um, Podbean. And then you can choose you know, wherever you want to listen to. Praise God. Folks, thank you again for tuning in. God richly bless you. Again, my website, OmegaManRadio.com. I'm going to be uploading more remastered shows later today. And uh, we'll see you again next time here on Omega Man Radio. Love you all. God bless you in Jesus' name.